Yeah, that's what I thought. Anyways, I'm good to go. Yeah, me too. Let's do it. All right. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Dangerous Freedom Podcast. It's been a minute. Um, This is episode 17 or 18. We're not really sure. But we're back, and I think we're think we're back to stay. I mean, we never win anywhere, really, but it's been a tough couple of weeks. But we're just lazy pieces of shit is really all it amounts to. Yeah, basically. Self-responsibility. <laughs> Live up to your uh, responsibilities, unless it's Live a podcast. Up your... Live up to your... How low you have to make them to make that a reality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if you're a disappointment, just lower your standards. Yeah. L- and eventually well, you'll be a success. Well, I think that's something that people need to do. Like, like, don't like lower your standards a little bit, you know, take it step by step and you'll be good. Yeah, exactly. I think that's a joy. Anyways, what are we talking thing. about? Uh, probably something about if you don't clean your room, you don't get to slay dragons. Yeah. Well, there was <sighs> a... Another mass shooting in California. Imagine that. A mass shooting in California. Don't they have, like, the strictest gun laws in the country? Yeah. But, to be fair, I'm not going to go there. Never mind. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, to be fair, are they really strict enough? Yeah. I mean, I think if we just outlawed all guns, then uh, then everyone would be safe. I think the bigger underlying issue is definitely police brutality. So I think if we limit police officers, and probably active military too, because that's what this guy was. He was a veteran at least, not active. But um, I think if we limit everyone in the active military and all veterans and all police force members to carrying a lasso and a taser that would solve a lot yeah well I don't even think we need police because they're all just fascist pigs this is true if you've ever gone to a Facebook comment section that's all police are and they'll tell you it right there (laughs) Uh, but anyways, to get into the details of the shooting, it was, what, uh, 12 dead? Um, the, the suspect, I mean, I guess not really suspect, the perpetrator of the crime used a Glock 21 45 caliber pistol. Um, and, yeah, I mean, what more do you want? Are we going to outlaw pistols? I mean, at that point, like, California has a 10-round uh, magazine limit, which is one of the strictest in the country. And then... I thought it was the strictest. It, uh, no, it, it, I think there are some other countries that may have a... Sim- or not other countries, other states, sorry. Ayo. Um, that may have a similar magazine limit. But yeah, California is probably the strictest gun laws in the country. Um, but it, as it turns out, the uh, the man was using an extended magazine, but it's illegal. So how how did how that? Did get a hold of that? Yeah, if it's illegal, how did that happen? Yeah, I think it just shows it's a lot like uh, gun laws are a lot like immigration laws in that regard. Like it's really fun to just sort of 
play hypothetical what ifs, but logistically, you have to really think about how you would enact a lot of it. Yeah, and well, I think that there was actually one of the first cases of a. Uh, can't remember what state it was, but they enacted red red flag laws where law enforcement can come into someone's home and without due process take a gun. And uh, this week, someone died because of it because they didn't really feel like giving up their gun. Yeah, uh, that was what Oregon. Uh, I'm unsure on the state, but yeah, somebody. I know it's either Oregon, or Washington that yeah. was one of the first to enact that red flag law. I think there are a couple that Earth thinking about doing it, but I, I know it's Oregon or Washington. I want to say Oregon. I could be wrong. Yeah, there it's it's um that that really makes me think. I've always been on the side of the fence of um you know police swore also to uphold the constitution, but when it comes to these law these red flag laws Police are going to execute these warrants without a second thought of the constitutionality of it. And it is inherently unconstitutional. I mean, there's no way around it. Right. And it sort of puts them in a precarious spot, too, because ultimately their job is to enforce the law. And if that becomes the law, even if it's unconstitutional, they kind of put themselves in a catch-22 at that point. Yeah, it's it's all it's all bad, but I it is a it's a really scary precedent that we finally saw someone die from like I mean just think about it. Think about the way I'm about to say this and this is what happened. I'm not trying to uh hyperbolize it or blow it up out of proportion. Someone died this week because the government without due process came to take their guns and law enforcement shot them. And killed them. Right. I mean, that right there, like, that is fucking mind-blowing. That's fucking terrible. Like, you want to talk about fascism, you know, Antifa, where, where, like, like, that is fascism. That is police overreach, if I've ever seen it, you know? Oh, absolutely. That's awful. (laughs) Because the idea, the entire idea of the Second Amendment is to... Defend yourself, right? Yeah. From, from threats foreign and domestic. Um, so if you have the means to defend yourself, uh, you know, i.e. you're a firearm owner, and all of a sudden um, some authoritarian force in the police comes and says, hey, we need all of your guns right now. It's like, no, you can't have them. Sorry. Have I committed a crime? Have I become a felon where that would prohibit me from owning such a thing? No, okay, fuck off. You can't have them. <laughs> I feel like if that happened to me, I'd probably be dead right now. That's the bad part. And think about listeners, my like our listeners that are firearms owners, how many of you would willingly just give up your guns? Right there. And you know what yeah, this that's... and you know what the even shittier part about it is? Is say you give up your guns and you try to fight it in court, they're just gonna play you off as a crazy person who's obsessed with guns. Oh, absolutely. Um, and I don't think you can be too obsessed with the idea of self-preservation. No, I think that... that I, in and of itself to be kind of a weird argument. Like, hey, man, you're a little too concerned about staying alive. Yeah. It's like, it's like well, sorry, it's kind of hardwired into my brain that I don't really want to fucking die. Like, and, you know, for you to just voluntarily give up 
your right to defend yourself with a firearm. It's not and even. I, it's not even a constitutional right. Like it is a. It, it's a right that you're born with. The right to self-defense is something that no one can give to you. I'm not going to use the term God-given because, I mean, I'm an atheist, but, I mean, it is something It is something that is you're born with, something inherent to your person. And, oh, absolutely. And, like, no one can give that to you or take that away from you. And it's written into our Constitution within our laws. And all these other countries that have outlawed guns, they no longer have the right to defend themselves against people. All right, well, and it's kind of a it's kind of a strange logic too, because like you said, I believe the right to self defense is an inherent one that you are born with. Right. Um that being said, it is also written into our constitution as sort of a failsafe for overreaching gun laws, which I would say I struggle to think of any that aren't. <laughs> Every law is an infringement. Yeah, exactly. Um so for someone to just play along, like, let's just play it out. Say someone says, hey, someone said you might be crazy. We're going to have to take all your guns. And then if we can prove that you're not crazy, you might get them back. Maybe. If you, if you agree to that contract, then that completely defeats the purpose of the Second Amendment, honestly. Could you imagine that implemented on a nationwide scale? That's a nightmare. Well, and also this is, like, kind of what saves my uh like helps me sleep at night a little bit i completely understand that a nationwide gun grab to that extent is logistically impossible but you say it's like like like, and up until now i've been kind of like somebody died from it you know what i mean like they shot the dude for this so now i'm at the point i've always been i've always said that it's logistically impossible which i still believe is you know somewhat true but i've also always been of belief that the police and military would not just mindlessly carry out these commands that are unconstitutional towards citizens but now i don't like they kill the guy because of it i mean come on like i i don't really have any more faith in that logic anymore i still believe just from a pure numbers game it's logistically impossible Unless it's just a complete slow... Like, I believe there would be civil war before it was fully enacted. Oh, I mean, why is there not civil... Like, I think that there's... Like, somebody just died because of it. Like, if there's ever been a reason for a civil war, like, come on, guys. I'm not trying to to instigate violence by any means. I'm not trying to instigate for a civil war, but something's gotta give. Like, that is completely unconstitutional, and it's fucking crazy. Yeah, no, it absolutely is just... The idea, okay, are you a felon? No. And I don't know any of the guy's details. He was legally able to own these firearms, yes? Yes. Yeah, then that's fucked. Because, because at that point, you can basically just, for lack of a better term, tattle on anyone you want. Just, hey, you think this guy's crazy? And then just lose your right to defend yourself? That's absurd. I mean, think about your, like, fucking crazy ex-girlfriend or some shit that, like, gets pissed off after you break up with her, and she's like, hey, this guy shouldn't have his guns, and all of a sudden you have a fucking SWAT team busting through your door trying to take away your fucking natural right to defend yourself? Fuck no. Yeah, I know, and all because I said that I thought we should see different family members. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> because I said I wanted to try anal and she wasn't into it. Fucking bullshit. 
see, that's one of those things where you uh, go for it and ask later. Yeah, <laughs> like, like I'll just ask for forgiveness instead of asking for permission. Yeah, exactly. You could even get like a really quirky whoops button to hit whenever you accidentally accidentally slip it in. <laughs> you know, it's like an easy button, but it just says whoops. Whoops. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, anyways, to segue a little bit from the abhorrent, uh, let's see here, the abhorrent negligence of upholding our Constitution, uh, let's talk about midterms a little bit. <clears throat> well, um, the Democrats obviously took the House, the Republicans retained the Senate, and if you they have... They gained a couple seats in the Senate, didn't they? I believe so. Yeah, they gained, like, three or four seats in the Senate, I think. And yeah. if you look at it historically from midterms, I mean, typically, whenever a president, whenever a president is facing a midterm election, typically the House sways, or basically the entire government sways out of their favor is the trend, right? So if it's a Democratic president, House and Senate control typically goes the other way and vice versa. So... In all reality, that blue wave that happened was kind of underwhelming. Well, even the average number of seats, like, I think Obama lost, like, 60 seats in the House in his uh, in one of his midterms. Oh, that wouldn't surprise me at all. And we lost, what, 30-something? Yeah, it was 30 and change. Um, but nothing too crazy. I mean, obviously, Democrats control the House now, which is not ideal, but, you know, looking at historical trends, it certainly could have been a lot worse. As a matter of fact, average would have been worse. Yeah, average would have been worse. So it's better than average. So for everyone saying that this uh, that this election was a referendum on Trump's presidency, like, I'll take it. I mean, I'll take it with a grain of salt, but I'll take it. Yeah. Looking at, again, just looking at the odds of what most likely could have happened if we were just to linearly graph how everything swayed out uh, before this midterm. Yeah, I'm fine with it completely. That being said, the cruise missile almost lost, and it about gave me a goddamn heart attack. Yeah, I mean, I'm down here in Texas right now, and I mean, I, I moved to Texas, so. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I voted for Ted Cruz and I was freaking the fuck out thinking that my solid red state was going to be a blue state and it very closely was and uh, that's something that we're going to have to work on something that now that I'm in one place like I'm definitely going to do some uh, I'm going to do my part politically to help volunteer and do what I can to make sure that the people I believe represent American values can get into office and go to Washington. And I, I, I personally, I love Ted Cruz. I find it crazy how people can talk so much shit on Ted Cruz. Like he's like such a fucking stand up guy. Yeah. They're like, Oh, he looks weird. How can you vote for this guy? It's like a goblin. It's like, okay, sorry. He's not your skateboarder. Fuck boy. Beto. Yeah. uh, Would he be more appealing if he had a couple DUIs on his record? (laughs) <laughs> like uh <laughs> it's kind of like uh that beta male logic of like oh the good the girls always go for the bad boys except that almost happened in a, on the scale of an election <laughs> yeah well and it's also like it's also 
Florida, you know, voted to allow felons to vote, which yeah. is going to allow about a million, like 1.2 million eligible voters next year. Mm-hmm. And um, I just find it funny how the entire logic behind that was, um, okay, so we're going to allow felons to vote. And the left is swooning over this idea. Right. Like, it's like, it's like, these are the people we, we want the criminals to vote for us. Right. Well, and here's the thing. Realistically, I doubt there's going to be a huge turner vote or voter turnout rather in the uh, category of felons. Even if they're allowed to vote, I don't think a lot of them will just due to the fact that I don't know. Maybe I'm judging here, but if you're a felon, I'm just going to assume you don't make great choices. You probably don't vote either. (laughs) You know what I mean? I mean, I hope that's true because 1.2 million votes towards the blue side would definitely be enough to swing it. Right. They're going to swoon over these fuckers over the next two years. It's disgusting, actually. Yeah, it's a disgusting form of pandering just to try and grandstand and get your party in power is all it is. It's like, these people don't care about felons. They didn't care about you when you were locked in a cage. Now, all of a sudden, they're going to pretend that it's all cool. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's pretty gross. Like, pandering to criminals at yeah, no. no I want to talk about my home state, not my current home state, but the one that I grew up in. Uh, Kansas flipped blue, which I found interesting. I mean, Brownbeck, his, his term was, let's face it, a disastrous two terms, actually. It was. He had a bad taste. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, we could get into the who, what, when, and where, and why of it, but I don't really want to because I could expand on it for probably the length of our show um, as to why it was terrible. So we'll just, we'll just both agree that he's terrible, right? So Laura Kelly <clears throat> is someone from the opposite end of the spectrum. She wants expanded Medicare and Medicaid. Um, she wants a ton of investment in, in infrastructure and... Based on her campaign website, she's very ambiguous about her tax plan to pay for all of this, which I always find funny. There's always these grand ideas for uh, leftist candidates um, on these great ideas for society. Then it's like, how will you pay for it? We'll figure it out. Uh, The other one that I find interesting is her view on abortion, which kind of puts me in a predicament. She is very adamantly pro-choice, which puts me in a weird spot because personally, I'm all for killing babies, but I hate the idea that women have a choice. (laughs) (laughs) um fuck uh but yeah ultimately i guess we'll see how it goes i can't really say it'll get worse because brownbeck did a pretty good job of driving the state into the ground but so i you know just as someone who likes the state of grew up there i hope i'm very reserved in my judgment I find it funny that uh, you come into a state that's already broke and has spending problems and not enough money to fund things like education, and then uh, you come in with all these other big plans to just spend more money. It's like, maybe we should like take a step back, cut this other bullshit out, put the money where it needs to go, and then once we get ourselves back on our feet again, 
we can right. figure out how to do this other bullshit. Right. We're completely broke. What are we going to do? Spend more money? Duh. So to all you vi- listeners out there, if you have a credit card, max it out. Don't pay it off. Just apply for more credit cards. Be like the and government. You- Just spend all the money. Yeah. Well, think about it this way. If you do it in close enough succession from card to card, um, I imagine it takes a little bit for it to register on your credit score. So hypothetically, you could probably rack up way more debt than you're worth. Kind of like <laughs> the government. You just got to outrun that MasterCard algorithm. <laughs> it's gross. Speaking of uh, other things that I think are gross, this wasn't on the itinerary, but uh, I remembered it, and it should be on the itinerary. Uh, We have a migrant caravan that is apparently coming to America to seek asylum, but they refused asylum from Mexico and the UN, so are they really... Right, at that point, they're not... At that point, they are not asylum seekers. They're not refugees in any sense of the word, because... By, I don't know whose law it would be. I guess the UN's. I, I believe so. to accept the asylum of the first of the nearest country that offers it. Right, and then at that point too, is their country in civil war? And even then, that doesn't automatically make you um, a refugee, even if your country's in civil war. So, really, by no definition of the word, are these people refugees? They're just kind of traveling in this large caravan. They started in what, Guatemala? Uh, Honduras. Honduras, yeah. I knew it was somewhere down there in like Central America. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, they're just basically marching to the border, I guess. It seems like it would make for a great photo op for a certain political party trying to get back in the game. I figured they'd get here before midterm somehow, but that didn't work out, so... Well, have you seen the size of some of them? There are like some 300-plus-pound ladies moving with this thing, so they got to be moving at like two miles an hour, half a mile a day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? By the, time, by the time they get here, they're going to be like, oh, like, I don't want to come to America. I'm going to become a professional marathon, like a marathon runner. Yeah. I mean, they're at like, that point, you know, maybe they could... At that point, maybe they'd be valuable in some way. I mean, if we could get some good marathon runners out of this, we pick those out, and then we just deny access and entry to the rest, and we put those guys on the Olympic team. Well, the bad part is anybody who can run, jump, or swim is probably already in America. You know, it's really funny. Do you know how black people run marathons? I I do not. Uh, They run to the pool and ride someone's bike home. <laughs> I was I was thinking like really fast because uh I'm pretty sure every like long distance running record in the world is held by like people from Africa. Oh yeah. Um that wouldn't surprise me. It has a lot to do with bone density, man. Like <laughs> Well, you know, all joking aside, it plays a part, certainly. It's like, man, why do all these NBA players look so similar <laughs> physically? Hmm. <laughs> I wonder if there was something to genetically predispose them to make them better at this. Nah. 
<laughs> that sounds racist, Brad. How? It's something they're good at. It's racist, Brad. There are things white people are good at, too, like creating a modern world. <laughs> getting out right, of speeding well, tickets. What's up? I said getting out of speeding tickets. That's true. <laughs> Not getting shot. Yeah. Yeah, that's bad. Well, you know, best uh, worst case scenario... We edit that out, but let's be honest. We have four devout listeners, and that's about it. We have a small cult is what we have. We don't have a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) We should start a cult at this point. So uh, I guess to go into the next thing that we kind of skipped over a little bit that kind of plays into a lot of this and something – that uh, we haven't talked about because we've been gone for a while and something that's also still relevant and probably always will be the Supreme court um, talking about, you know, second amendment stuff. The Democrats with control of the house have made gun control. One of their number one things, which any smart person would assume that that would end up going to the Supreme court. Um, we have judge Cavabra. Justice Cavabra, Budweiser. Justice, I like beer. Yeah, Budweiser boy up on the Supreme Court now. We have Justice Gorsuch, you know, like it's a good conservative majority on the Supreme Court. And to add to that, uh, the old broad Ruth Bader Ginsburg fell and broke her ribs today. So broad. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and she's, what, 85 years old? She's 85! Fuck! Wasn't she the one where she said she slept most of the time? Yeah, yeah, that that is definitely her. Man. I'm pretty sure (laughs) like compilations on YouTube of her just falling asleep during, like, legal stuff proceedings. Great. (sighs) Seems unfit, Um, but she's going to hold out for the next six years, apparently, because orange man bad. She's not going to have six years left. I doubt she has two left, and I I wish her no ill will physically. I truly don't. I hope hope that she makes a full recovery, realizes the error of her ways and her incompetence to properly do her job at a high level, and enjoys the next six months of her life. <laughs> in hospice. <laughs> no, but like it, it no, we really like don't want anything like like I wish her a speedy recovery and all and I wish for her like if she does decide to stay on the Supreme Court to um you know really interpret the law the way the law was meant to be interpreted and not be a uh activist judge. But as we've seen in the past and as we've seen from her personal voting record, she is an activist judge. So, yeah, I'd love to see her go. I'd love to see someone that can interpret the law. There's really no interpretation open in the Second Amendment. And, uh, you know, 
if you really want to take it even further than that, as far as the Supreme Court goes, I don't think there's a whole lot of interpretation open into Roe v. Wade and the right to abortion in America. No, so, I don't believe there is a, Really, whenever you're talking about just strictly the Constitution, I don't think there's a whole lot of interpreting to be done at this point. <laughs> it's uh, pretty dry. Yeah. Um, once you take into account the verbiage that they used may have been slightly different for the time period, it starts to make a lot of sense. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I don't know. A thought that just crossed my mind. Can you think of anyone... I'm not talking, like, center-left. I'm talking, like, fairly far-left, like Ginsburg, who wouldn't be an activist judge. And conversely, to just kind of play devil's advocate, do you think that there are people on the right who do the same thing but in their own court? Yeah, I definitely believe that activist judges are a problem on both sides. Like, I I think that the term activist judge is just as bad for the left or the right. Whoa. Like, 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 and I figured that would be your answer. It's just one of those things we hear it at the very least in our own potential echo chamber. Um, I'll neither confirm or deny because I'm not sure. I try and keep it open, but sometimes it kind of feels that way. Um, but I hear it a lo- pretty much almost exclusively used to describe a left-leaning judge. Oh, generally. And I believe that the reason that that is is because uh, conservatives are generally constitutionalist and generally try to, um, you know, like we try to abide by the law and not change it. Like it's a pretty simple moral compass to follow. Yeah, I would most most certainly agree with that. Um, I was just kind of curious what your take was on it, just because for me personally, I'd heard the term activist judge almost exclusively used by the left and kind of come to the same conclusion as you did. Uh, so anyways, we're at about 32 minutes now. What else do we have on the itinerary? We've kind of mowed, mowed it down. Yeah, I guess we have. Um... I guess I'd like to talk about jet, like, and this is something that I'm unfamiliar with somewhat, but I think I can talk on the principle of it, and I think you can too. Um, the Mueller investigation is something I believe that is very obviously it's very hush hush within the government because there is nothing that's came out of it so far, other than I mean I I actually do believe there are a few indictments out of the Trump Trump administration that have came out of it. But nothing that's really um, shaken the media and gave anybody a big battle cry to go for. Um, Your dog thinks so, too. Yeah, Riot's pissing off. <laughs> Get these fucking liberals out of my state. That's probably um, what he's saying. Yeah, he's uh, Black Dog's MAGA. Mm-hmm. But yeah, here's, the th- here's the issue I have with the Sessions firing. Right? Whenever, Je- whenever Jeff Sessions was appointed, the left was in an uproar about it. Even I didn't up to- like I-, him. I wasn't a huge fan of him either, but I'm just sort of making a point for the lack of intellectual honesty and consistency on the left. So Sessions was almost unanimously hated by the left, even by the 
sort of high profile high profile members of the party like uh, Pocahontas, for example. I, I, I would love to speak on that for a minute. Okay, so for this whole time, everybody's been saying Elizabeth Warren is Native American, Elizabeth Warren is Native American, this and that. Turns out she's one in 1,024th parts, possibly Native American. And then, like, but, but the left still goes for it. The left still fights for that, that she's Native American. And then after this recent election, I saw at least three leftist publications say that we elected our first Native American to the House. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah, you're not Native American if a mosquito can remove all of your ancestry. (laughs) Like, oh, that's funny to me, though. But that's sort of perfectly illustrates my point, because now that he's been fired, the left is in an uproar saying that he should have stayed on the job and how this is abhorrent on Trump's part. And that Jeff Sessions is now suddenly the best person that could have done it, according to the left, which I just find kind of absurd. So to me, Regardless of the investigation, good or bad, I'm open-ended to it being either way until it concludes and to see if anything comes out of it. But just off of that reaction, the left really doesn't care. They just want a gotcha moment for Trump to go for impeachment. Mm -hmm. Really, at the very least, for anyone outside of the investigation, I think that's what this is really all about, regardless of the outcome of said investigation. Which... Yeah, I, I think that it is, I think it's kind of what we talked about the other day, that basically no matter what Trump does, whether it's good or bad, um, people are just going to bitch about it. So I'm kind of over it. Like, I just expect people to bitch about what he does, but I'll judge on my own, you know? Oh, absolutely. Like, whether I agree with it or don't. There's tons of things I don't agree with. Like... I mean, should he have fired Jeff Sessions? Probably not. I mean, what was the reasoning behind that? It does make it look shady. Was the intention behind it shady? I don't try to attribute motive to people. I'm not a leftist. I don't I, I don't just assume that he's evil. Like maybe like there was some other shit going on, but uh it definitely comes across as shady and I mean, I can I think you could probably agree with that. Like what has he been I mean, Uh, Jeff Sessions hasn't been the best. But before we even get to that sort of stage of saying whether or not that was a good or bad move by Trump, I'll agree with you and say that I don't necessarily agree with it because, at least to the public eye, there wasn't much of a reason, in my opinion, to fire him. But that's my point, though, before we even get to whether or not it was a good or bad move, because no matter what he did, whenever he hired Jeff Sessions, or appointed him, rather, um, the left hated it and now that he's firing him you'd think they would enjoy that but they hate that even more it's like just make up your mind guys yeah the blue the blue wave happened now what are you gonna do (laughs) oh and to get on a different subject to kind of I don't know. I feel like our show is a little bit better when it's cut a little bit looser. So on a sort of non-political topic, why do you think that there is still porn filmed? Don't you think there's enough of it at this point? 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure that like 90% of the internet is just porn. Like, think of it this way. If you were to get a newborn baby and show him all the porn in the world on the day of his birth in alphabetical order, by the time he was 50, he'd probably still be an anal. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck. With two A's because somebody misspelled it when they uploaded it. Yeah, maybe you'd have a chance of getting through of it, through all of it, and living a little bit of a life afterwards if we just did the typos in the titles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But I don't know. What do you think? Do you think there is enough? I feel like there should be. Yeah, I feel like point. you can watch the same porno like twice in your life and still be okay. Yeah, and honestly, you'd have to really be trying to find the same one twice, I feel like. <laughs> You're like, hey, fuck. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I'm kind of going somewhere with this. You'd have to, like, like, the name of it. You'd have to be, like, Bethany's big butthole gets blown out by two... <laughs> by two black behemoths. <laughs> <laughs> you have to like type that into the search bar be like god I'm blown. and then there's like 17 Bethany's big butthole gets blown out by two big black behemoths and you're like fuck that which one do I want to watch right at that point you've seen 17 of them twice because you because you can't quite remember you're looking for that one scene but it's not quite clicking it's been a few months <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest, I'm getting the dirtiest look from my girlfriend right now. I thought you said she was at her friend's house. She's back home now. <laughs> it's okay. You Trust us, it's not even arousing. It's just astounding to see Bethany's big black butthole. Get blown out by two big black behemoths. <laughs> Like, at that point, I'm just like, oh, that poor woman, two behemoths? <laughs> I'm not even watching it for my own pleasure. I'm trying to call a hotline and figure out where she's at right now to save her. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But, I don't know. On that note, though, if, there was, if porn just quit being made today, I think people would still be fine. Like, you'd have no trouble finding stuff i don't feel like and on that note there was a guy there was a dead pimp in nevada that literally got elected yeah dennis hoff mm-hmm. he, ran, he ran the uh, moonlight bunny ranch out there yeah and you know he won't really ever live to see it come to fruition but by god he got elected that is great because people would rather elect a dead pimp than a Marxist. I'm okay with that. At that point, that's just free market values right that's there. Capitalism. We've talked about it on the show before. I want to start a fucking Uber of hookers, hot and fresh, delivered to your door. Yeah. I mean, I'm good with that. It's just, it's funny to me too because. I don't it's really weird to me actually how the left specifically the feminist movement the third wave feminist movement talks about 
women being marginalized and treated as sex objects, but at the same time, they'll put professions like stripping and prostitution almost on a pedestal where their entire purpose and function, and I'm all for it, but their entire purpose and function is to be marginalized and objectified at that point. That's literally their job. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like it's like why we need to do these things for sex workers. It's like, well, they're sex workers, so they kind of decided to be. And then the funny thing is, is that all of these sex workers are generally super liberal. Yeah, it just blows me away. The sort of circular logic of it, of saying, you shouldn't objectify me. I'm a strong, independent woman. Watch me go professionally be objectified. (laughs) It kind of blows my mind the more I think about it. You know what I mean? It's because feminism has ruined women. Like, ladies, feminism has ruined what it means to be a woman. It has. Yeah, it really has. Magicians, you can pull babies out of your pussy. Like, what more do you want? You create all the people. It's pretty cool. It's like it's not. It's not just pretty cool. It's amazing, and yet somehow, like you don't respect that. You just want to be more like men, and men are shitty. We're a bunch of fat fucking laying on the couch, Cheeto eating, scratching our balls, motherfuckers, and you get to make people. And yet you want to be more like us. Right. I don't understand. Like instead, just acknowledge that you're different from men and play to your strength. Yeah. Like, like I doubt Helen Keller was a great tightrope walker in her day, but apparently she was inspirational to some people. (laughs) I say apparently because I really don't know what her ability to speak was, but I see excerpts from speeches of her all the time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like... uh, That was my favorite speech by Helen Keller. (laughs) Who's that blind deaf mute gal? Old Yeller. Old Helen Yeller. Oh. Fuck. <laughs> oh, yellow. Oh, Helen Yellow. <laughs> I mean, fuck, at that point, you may as well take her by in the barn and put her out of her misery. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> That's fucked. I mean, she wouldn't even hear or see you coming. Yeah, you could sneak up on her real quick. I don't know, man. If her senses, like, her sense of touch was probably insane, so she was probably, like, a walking seismograph. Like, I'll bet she could guess your weight if you walked by her. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just, like, like however mutes communicate, maybe telepathy or something, I don't know. <laughs> they basically become superheroes. Oh, it's like Daredevil, but deaf, too. Yeah. <laughs> no, Daredevil was wasn't mute. Well, he was blind. Yeah, he was just blind. Yeah. So just a mute 
dev version of Daredevil. <laughs> so basically, like, not Daredevil, probably, because I'm pretty sure he, he could see with sound. But at that point, too, could you imagine the humiliation getting the shit kicked out of you by a blind, deaf, mute superhero? And she... <laughs> How did she... I need to learn more about Helen Keller, apparently, because I'm pretty sure she should have just been a fucking retard. She might have been. Like, what if there was just someone who manipulated it? Because she was from a time when, like, snake oil was just then not becoming a thing. Like, there was just one smart person that just carried her throughout her career and just made up shit that she was saying and just held her around as, like, this little retarded prophet. (laughs) That was what I really wanted to get to tonight. Exposing Helen Keller as the fraud she was. <laughs> okay, I'm going to title the episode Helen Keller was a fraud. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Just because I love pissing off feminists. I mean... <laughs> I don't even know that that would necessarily piss them off. They'd just be more intrigued. Like, what? She wasn't blind, deaf, or mute? No, she was just retarded, too. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. I wonder if... (laughs) Do you have any idea how... Worse. Do you have any idea how easy it'd be for all the neighborhood kids to feed her LSD and then form... (laughs) And then just, you know, form a circle around her and just start screaming, Nightmare! 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 I mean, they wouldn't hear her. She wouldn't hear them, but it would look weird. Probably cure her retardation. Too bad she's still deaf, mute, and blind. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. Well, we went way off on a tangent. Is there anything you want to catch up on? Uh, No, I don't think so. I think that's about a show. It's been 47 minutes. That's true. All right. Well, guys, we are the Dangerous Freedom. Why don't you follow us on Facebook, you fucking stingy bastards? We are Dan- the Dangerous Freedom on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram as just Dangerous Freedom, right? I believe so. No, yeah, I think it is just Dangerous Freedom. Right. I'm Brad Hartshorn, and that's Blake Burlingame. You can follow us on our personal social media accounts. You can follow me on Facebook. I am Brad Hartshorn. On Instagram, I am HeartsornBrad. Blake Burlingame is Blake Burlingame on both platforms. Uh, Be sure to tune in to our shows. I know it's been a bit of a drought, but, you know, it's comeback season, man. Even Jesus took three days to resurrect. (laughs) At that point, everyone was like, oh, Jesus is coming. Someone get him a towel. (laughs) Uh, And with, you know, on that awful note, I'm Brad Hartshorn. And I'm Blake Berlingame. Just asking the question of, was Jesus getting nailed on the cross, like physically getting nailed on the cross, or like butt-raped by a bunch of Romans? Have a good night, guys.